sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Miller Dirty Harry Miller Dirty Harry Miller Podcast Dirty Harry Miller Podcast Every penny's worth Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute a podcast that reviews, analyzes, and ruins every minute of the Dirty Harry movie of 1971. I'm one of your hosts, John, and I'm joined on this episode with returning guests, Blake. Hello, hello, everyone. And Redmond. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, Abel had to leave prematurely. He said he's off to uh, have a hot dog fittingly with mercuricomb instead of uh, ketchup. Pretty sure it's a Chico roll. Chico roll. Chico we are reviewing Minute 27 on today's episode. The minute begins with Harry being accosted with the words, getting an eyeful, and ends with our two heroes running back down the alleyway as Inspector 71 is heard on the police radio on the car. Did you like this minute, Redders? It was very quick. Um, I mean, in the previous few minutes, like it's all there's yeah. a bit suspenseful. There's not a lot really happening. It's really the camera's focused on... Harry and his uncertainty is clearly visible on his face, but um, he falls off the bin and and all of a sudden five men out of nowhere have grabbed him and, and are trying to beat the absolute crap out of him. And um, thanks to Chico, uh, Chico's decisive action basically saves him from getting more than more than a blood nose. So, um, speaking of blood nose, did it look like a bit of a red Hit- yeah, Hitler moustache? I, I saw that. I saw that the blood. I was thinking about this the other night. Like it's. Looks like paint. Looks like gouache or something like that, rather than, um, as I understand, like uh, syrup. Syrup with food dye is like the, the preferred blood of choice for most filmmakers of of today. And I know Peter Jackson. It's too watery. It, it, no, it looks too coagulated for mm. for for being recently inflicted on him. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, I remember reading Peter Jackson's biography when they made um, Bad Taste, uh, Dead Alive. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, syrup, honey syrup with um, with red food dye was the blood of was the blood of choice because it's runny, it's sticky, it's got that kind of icor sort of feeling to it, I suppose. Yeah, the makeup artist dabbed a little bit of red on him, and and that's it. So for me, it's not very convincing. Sure, there's quite a brutal actually. Oh, they do hit him in the face when they go uh, peeping Tom. Let's call the police, and he goes, I am the police, and, and they're then still beating the crap they out of him. Smack him in the nose. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, they're holding him down. There's quite a few of them. And, it's, you know, he falls and there's sort of one who's pushed him. Yeah, but there's five of them. They're out of no... Like, where yeah, do these where guys come, come from? Yeah. That's what I want to know. They're, they're like, like a, a gang of, like, r- like neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are the neighbourhood watch. And the question is, are they more angry that Harry's peeping at Hot Mary, as we find out in Amy's, or why have you got the prime view? We want to be having a look at these. Maybe it's a bit of that. They all look like longshoremen, don't they? they look yeah, like- that's right. Yeah. On your comment there of uh, Hot Mary, they kind of say that like she's always getting her top off in view of them all. <laughs> well, she uh, in that scene where she pulls down the blind, she's kind of staring for a bit, but she's you know her top's off. But uh, for me, is she staring too long at what's going on? Well, there's not a lot of um, uh, shame there. She's, uh, she's quite clearly quite comfortable with herself. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of storytelling there about this neighbourhood. Yeah, very easy going. Um, pie hawker. What the hell is a pie hawker? That's what he gets called. Well, I um, I, I looked up on Urban Dictionary, of course, the oh, best yeah. source of these things, and it defined it as 
A guy who stands in front of an adult-orientated business, such as a strip club or triple X movie house, yes, and tries to convince passers-by to enter in and hopefully spend a lot of money. But a pie is hawker, the, pie, the, the honey pie, the you know, the pie is the, the pie woman is the, is the, 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 yeah, the honey trap. trap so, okay. oh, so he's outside the honey trap shop. Yeah, yeah. So her boyfriend is he really her boyfriend, or is he just there for the for the honey? <laughs> Perhaps a bit of both. Who knows? Of course, the pie hawk would be the guy outside the tout, right? Yeah. Extolling yeah. people. He wouldn't be looking yeah, in yeah, at the merchandise. He'd be trying to get people in. How about Chico? He goes a bit cowboy with his gun. He, he sure does. He's yeah. a good muzzle flash there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It's very satisfying. Yes, yes. He's very decisive. Like, he's no, he's, he's all about business. Mm. He's got that business suit, the inspector business I suit. I did make that comment previously. Um, yeah. he, he's really he's really looking the, looking the part, and he looks very, very decisive and ready to do whatever he needs to for um for Harry. I don't think he'd kill anyone, but he, he, he was he was ready to put his weight put his um body over the line for Harry in in a, in that sense. Do you think it's pretty embarrassing that Harry Got really has up. to be saved by his young partner? No, I suppose it's part of the developing character as far as the film is concerned, because we've uh, Harry has been very vocal in the past about not wanting a yeah. partner and he of clearly he this demonstrates he needs one. Mm. There's that little scene there from Chico too, where he goes, uh, "I've got another idea why they call you Dirty Harry." Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about that. He's, he's Harry sort of look gives him a very quick look and just thunders down that down that same alleyway. And I'm curious as to he doesn't want to like entertain it. He doesn't no. want to give it any more fuel. No, is it? Is it? Is but it's it, all Chico's idea. I mean, well, he saw the guy go into the alleyway and so forth. Harry hasn't picked this out. He hasn't targeted this man or this mm. woman. Yeah, it was the wrong number. Yeah, the wrong yeah. number. But is there something in Harry not wanting to answer that question about why is he called Dirty Harry? Like even I just felt it was he. He felt it was beneath him. Beneath him to do so, yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Or he's just a bit concussed, isn't he? Getting his wits together. I don't know. There might be a bit of that. But is this like um? It was almost like a boom, boom, moment where he like looks <laughs> up almost to camera, but not quite. Yeah, is there something in it that um he's got a checkered past, perhaps? Mm. If uh if if um Dirty Harry was to be refilmed in today's market, maybe there might be um you know the prequel to Dirty Harry, how he how he got his straps, and perhaps he was a vigilante of sorts, or I don't know, maybe he was on the other side of the law rather than the current side that he was on. Or he spent more time at the red light district than the job required. Yeah, perhaps there might be something in that. I don't know. Not sure. Not sure. Harry Harry would probably he'd respect these. These longshoremen would need. They're like vigilantes, neighborhood watch. That would, you know, people looking out for each other. Mm. Do you reckon he respects them? Self determination, that kind of thing. Yeah. Getting at. yeah. On the other side of that, what we just said before, I don't think Harry would be take, partaking in the red light district. I think he is, as we've said in previous minutes, he's the upholding of the old values and the old night. So it's not befitting for him. So that title from Chico, where he says, you know, oh, I think, you know, you're dirty Harry for a reason. I think that's uh, he doesn't want to let he doesn't want to entertain the idea because it seems ridiculous to him. Later on, he convinces himself when he's got the binoculars. You owe it to yourself to live a bit, Harry. <laughs> mm. Do we actually know through this film why he's called Dirty Harry? Well, they bring it up many times. They, that's right. Yeah, because he always get the shit end of the stick. He has to do uh, the, lo- the low life policing. We'll see later of on with course, the suicide of course, of course. and. Um, but I think it's more about dirty. He's, you know, the Miranda rights, you know, not obeying due process and stuff. That's really why he's dirty. Yeah, yeah. 
I like how we heard the sound of the police sirens. To me, it sounded almost like British, the British whaling, not Ooh. like American. Or fire trucks. Or fire trucks, yeah. Yeah. And then you can hear the Inspector 71, Inspector 71. So there's definitely something else that's going on without like preluding further into the film. Mm. We, we've got the context that, you know, these guys have had a little side quest that went nowhere. Mm-hmm, that's right. And uh, now the serious business has happened, you know, on their watch, but with, you know, without them knowing. Mm. They're behind the eight ball. Yeah. I suppose, I suppose being interrupted by those five dudes in the street is actually beneficial. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, yeah. it, it's, actually, it's actually turned out for the best because now it's refocused their attention. Yeah, yeah. But Chico had it wrong. Chico was, you know, he's trying to prove himself so hard to Harry. And, you know, he's just not sticking this. He's not sticking the job as partner. Apart from coming to his, his partner's aid there with the you gun. You reckon? Well, you know, he kind of fucked up with the... Ooh, can I say that on the podcast? Yes. <laughs> with the tan bag. It wasn't clearly wasn't the guy with the tan bag. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, the guy with the tan bag is clearly suspicious. He's very eager to please three... Sorry, I almost called him C3 Chico, <laughs> C3PO. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Is he... Actually, you know what? How fast he flicks, he changes. He's a bit of a weather vane. Mm. You know, he wants to, like, stare towards the wind when there's a guy with a, a tan suitcase. Yeah. As soon as it's not tan suitcase, it's not his fault, you know? Maybe, maybe. I, I don't... Is he that keen to... Is he that keen to prove himself? I think he's very anxious. He is, I wasn't... Remember in the previous minute, he's going, I saw him, I saw him, I promise you, I saw him. He wants to be reliable to Harry. It's his first day on the job with a new, you know... Co-worker, I suppose, there might be a bit of something in that, but also the sirens. In the he's background. not a lap dog. He's not a lap dog, is what I'm getting. No, at. no, I agree. Not, with you. Yeah, yeah, he's not a. In the previous scene, this one, I we heard the siren, police sirens. We also heard a little bit of cable cars in the distance. Mm. Now I've been to this part of North Beach, and I'm not sure you necessarily hear that ambient sound of the cable cars from that part of North Beach, but I think they're probably just trying to recenter you onto the broader city. Yes, probably. Yeah, they're taking you out of the alleyway. And they're opening an audio door to the rest of the city. <laughs> the biggest character in this movie is Scorpio and then maybe San Francisco and then maybe Harry. Maybe Harry. Did anyone find find Clint's running generally a bit stilted? I know he's a tall man, six foot four, but he sort of runs like he's hopping or something. Well, they were on, it's a cobbled alleyway. Yeah. Look, have you ever watched Tony Abbott try to run? <laughs> it looks like even trying to walk. It looks like he has. It looks like in his brain he's putting. This is the former Australian Prime Australian, Minister. Former Australian Prime Minister for our international view uh, listeners who aren't familiar with the volatility of Australian politics over the last ten years. He looks like he has to will each leg to move. Yeah. I mean, the man's so incredibly fit, but it looks like in his brain he's moving his arms to lift each leg. For me, Harry has a bit of bit of that. Yeah. Certainly. Or he looks like a. A, a sprite in a video yeah, game, like yeah. running or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bit of lumbering along, but he has to will, really will his body to move. I don't know. I just made that. Yeah, <laughs> there was a bit of something there. Mm. Now, when I was um, in San Francisco last for my honeymoon, obviously I scouted a lot of the Dirty Harry locations, and I've been up this sort of um, U-shape um, little alleyway. Uh, called, you've called, been up this exact alleyway, yeah, called Krause Grill. <laughs> And um, where he's running down, Chico and him are running back to the car now, like to the left, it looked like there were some sort of startups in there or some sort of temporary offices right where he's running down with the, the red moustache, <laughs> red blood moustache. Is that symbolic of startup businesses? 
I guess so. You take a couple of blows on your way as you uh, try and form a business and then half the time you end up in the gutter dead yeah. or homeless. Fake it, fake it before you make it. So you're, yeah. so you're rubbing, rubbing shoulders with the big, with the big kids in the playground. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps there's a bit of that. I don't know. So I don't know if Hot Mary and her boyfriend could affair, afford to live. In the, well, maybe startups. I suppose they choose the, the available tenancies. That are not many people can afford to live in San Francisco anymore. Have you heard how how bad those rentals are? You, you, you tell us. Oh no, no, no. They're bad. There was uh, friends of mine in software over there. Like this, the seller. This. I think the pay discrepancy is so big between those who are on big incomes and those who aren't, and then the uh, the rentals in that such small district of that island are just through the roof. So I think it's like five thousand Australian dollars for a studio for a one for a, less than a one bedroom apartment a month. Yeah. Okay, Maya. We'll have to have we'll have to have a fan from this podcast come yes. in and email us the current uh, rental rates, but I I believe they're quite astronomical. I think Dirty Harry would have to come in from Oakland every day. Yeah. We have a tunnel and bridge at a- Yeah. Um, for the for the listeners at home, my eyes popped out of my sockets hearing that. So, mm. um, no, it's it's quite extreme. Yeah, I think I'm not far off the mark. Okay, okay. Well, Blake, you used to before you were a video game designer. You used to work in the the dark arts of real estate. Yes, or as okay. Americans say, real 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 realty. Everyone in this podcast is instantly judging me. <laughs> Did you ever interrupt in like a in an open inspection any hot marys in your time or any <laughs> dodgy people? Oh yes, actually. No, no, I have I have good I have two stories, but one I will tell you now. My first day on the job, I had to go and bring a couple to a final inspection for a house that they bought. It's the week before they settle. And I go to open the door and I've got the keys out and the keys are sort of dangling. We've walked up the driveway and I hear movement inside the house but the house is meant to be empty. Mm-hmm. So I open the door and a woman has just gotten to the front door as I've opened it and she's topless and toothless and she was squatting inside the house. God. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the things I encountered on my first day on the job. Were there any egg roll wrappers in the hallway? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there were definitely quite a few cigarette burns uh, in the carpet. Oh, lovely. So it's one of the charms of real estate. Yeah, I um in in my early days of architecting, um doing uh, site visits of properties where you you would propose a project basically. Yeah, there was one there was one time that we we walked into a, a lady sunbathing in the back, topless and whatnot, and we we thought that she wasn't mm. we thought that we she wasn't home. The real estate agent assured us no one would be home, so we we walked straight through, had the key, and we had to apologise quite profusely. But um, yeah, I've had. Thing, maybe not as many things like that, but more people offering you cups of tea and making you sandwiches and that kind of stuff. More on the, I don't know, happy humanitarian side of things rather than the, the dark city. I think cities are quite big, deep, dense places of human habitation. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a lot of dim, grim, dark things happening just oh, past a plaster wall or a brick wall beyond our eyes yeah. happening all the time. How many innocent alleyways or streets have we walked past and something dark's happening on the other side of some... You know, six inches of brick and concrete. So would you say that it's even a bit quaint and heartwarming that there's like a neighbourhood watch to fact? <laughs> are they really neighbourhood watch? No. Or are they nefarious? They're hobos, come on. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're, they're some just come back hobos. home from the from the pub and they're lumbering home. It's the only thing I can really, you know, together. put turn to, together. Once to again, do they normally assume the position Harry does and they're always co- trying to cop an eyeful of Mary themselves and so they're angry, angry that... Uh, They've got a usurper taking their prime position. Mm, mm. Hot Mary, just term of endearment. I don't know, John. 
Oh, we have a, a message from Tim I've just received via text. He says, question, is Hot Mary, Hot, is, is Hot Mary Anne Mary Deacon's mother? The woman later, the teenager that's abducted later in the film. So, don't know about that one, Tim. Is there a is ring theory in Dirty Harry like Star Wars? I'm not sure. Does he have secrets that we don't know about? Sounds like he does. Well, that's pretty much all I've got for this minute, uh, Blake. You think it's, it's a it's a tough minute this yeah. one, yeah? Because apart from talking about the obvious that we've already done, you know, we we don't want to draw too much attention to Hot Mary there. No, viewers can make up their own minds whether she is in fact hot, <laughs> whether in fact Harry is a perv, or he's ling- he's lingering longer than he needs to. I think that's what about don't you think? Well, it's just this whole interesting side quest. It's like you know they they follow this whole red herring. And we've seen this like little like romance broiling over there in the peeping tom. We've seen it all through Harry's eyes. And then we've been closed off with you know, the rings of sirens and, as you said, the calling of the tram tracks outside. We've been brought back to the main plot. Could you say it's also part of character building for the city itself more than character building for the characters who uh, were through this little side quest, as you, as you put it? Is it a way of... Um, I'm, just, I'm just thinking back uh, in terms of how San Francisco is viewed as a as a city yeah. um you know quite well i don't know i, I don't know what not, i think it's like, more it just exposition just exposition yeah okay to show uh kind of the dirty jobs that uh, harry more, has more to for do. that than actually painting a picture of what the city's like i mean yeah because we saw the scenes earlier of the the quiet of the i don't want to call it i don't want to call it red light district i want to call it entertainment district yep um, it, that's quite. There's a lot of money thrown into that. Is it sort of showing the the, the two sides to the to the city rather than the the city of culture and all that kind of stuff that that I think a lot of people associate San Francisco with? Is it is it perhaps to do with that? Yeah, possibly. I think probably it's more about the police work. More about the police work. Okay. It's probably just showing like what their mundane police work is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Blake, we parked Recastorama for you if you were to make. Remake Dirty Harry. Who do you think you'd cast in the main role as a killer or Dirty Harry? Well, I was thinking of Dirty Harry. I think it might have to be Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. I think so. Those luscious locks of his can match with Clint Eastwood. I don't know if Colin, uh, Colin's got the stature in terms of no. the height, but he's certainly got the uh, everyman, the everyman look. And you wouldn't mind if he did the his Irish accent, or would he have to sort of make it stateside? Uh... Actually, Colin's got a really good American accent. Yeah, I think he could pull it off. I think my favourite... Have you seen many Colin Farrell movies, Redders? I'm just trying to think. We saw he the in, um, Beguile, the remake of the Clint Eastwood movie recently. He was in, in Bruges, like that. is that right? He, yeah. he was in the I liked him in Phone Book. Do you see that? Phone Booth? No, Phone was, Booth? No, yeah, that's yeah. right. That was all right. I liked him in Miami Vice. Oh, okay. All right. He did I a good job that in that. I don't know. The obvious one that might stick out is... Would you do... You wouldn't do Mark Wahlberg because he'd be closer to... Um, Tom Hardy, very muscular and whatever. In, in in personality, he'd be he'd be similar. He'd be close to the everyday kind of. I can't see Mark Wahlberg outside of a Transformers movie now. He's oh, like really? he's oh, like well. stereotype there now. I mean, look, I saw him in Daddy Daddy's Home, and that was quite. Uh, There's a sequel to that, isn't there? Hey, yeah, there are two Daddy's Homes. Now. Yeah, there was a few. Now, Mel they, Gibson's the. They were not bad. I mean, but he he was in a cop film, which is sort of similar to Dirty Harry in many respects. Um, the other guys with uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um, but I mean that that film is a complete. It's a bit of a joke, really, because um, they're the most incompetent police officers on earth. Who plays the bad guy in the new Star Wars films? Oh, what's this? Uh, um, ben Adam Wilson. Driver. Oh, sorry. Uh, Kylo well, Ren. Kylo Ren. Adam yeah. Driver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
because he could probably play a Scorpio, but he could probably play uh, Clint Clint Eastwood. Harry, no, he'd do a better Scorpio than a Harry, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, the whingy, yeah, yeah whinging, whatever. You're almost going into the Keanu Reeves territory. Uh, Did I fire six shots or only five? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all I've got to say about this minute, Redders. Sure. Obviously, yeah. we get to learn that Inspector Callahan's number is 71. 71, that's right. Mm. Yeah. 71. Is that a f- oh, the year the movie was made? I don't know if it's... It's a pretty low number. Was he the 71st inspector to be given the role? I don't maybe, know. Maybe they only recently started giving numbers to each of their inspectors and... It just happened to be 71. Because, I mean, you look at the numbers of police officers here in Australia, it's, you know, it got, they got six digits. Yeah. Is that just like a falsehood? Is that like SEAL Team 6? There's no SEAL Team 1, 2, 3, or 4, or 5. <laughs> it's just, yeah, they just... They just throw some extra digits in there. It's like when you get a new invoice from a fresh company, yeah, and it's like invoice so. 3, yeah. and you're like, oh, you guys are fresh. You don't <laughs> you ever, really fresh. ever, ever put, you know, invoice number 1, you put it as invoice 1001 or, you know, 2003 or something. Yeah. It's how you do it to show that you've been, you know, to show that you've been around I'm disappointed he's been given a number at all because <laughs> the trailer says you just turn him loose. But obviously, he's accountable. He's got a number. Are you saying he's a bit like um, the secret agent in Elysium? He has no, his record. Oh, yeah, his yeah. record is completely scrubbed. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't exist. But he's the guy that does all the work. Mm, yeah, yeah. Perhaps. I like that movie. I'm going to watch that again. Bloody good. Well, I'm going to draw this minute to a close, guys. Can I invite you back? You can. I'll come back to you with um, a recast of Harry. Yes, please. Yep. Well, we'll catch you next time on Dirty Harry Minutes. Minute.